Hi there, welcome to the Way Beyond Words podcast, hosted by me, Peter J. Ryan, and Abel Z. Each week you will be dropping in a conversation of ours about the techniques, psychology, and philosophy of experiential focusing, and our favorite philosopher, Eugene Genlin. Thanks for joining us. Counseling confidence and the Experience Studio has really grown a lot in the last few weeks. It has. Yeah, we have a lot of organizational stuff going on, and that has taken us away from the podcasts. Yeah, that's true. And we're kind of like um, by the seat of our pants at the moment. Yeah, but we're catch we'll catch up. So we've chosen a very easy and endearing subject. Which is pets. Animals, focusing on animals, pets, right? So we're going to uh, just do two parts, and we'll return to it some other time. But it um, seems to me that there's, you know, since focusing really is phenomenology and study of the subjective experience, um, we should spend some time talking about speculating on what animals experience, right, in a focusing lens, right? And then also with the relationship of people to mm -hmm. to animals, to their pets, right? Mm -hmm. So which would you like to start with? Uh, probably, probably just the animals and how the animals are interacting. And the first thing that comes up for me is like definitely squirrels. Squirrels is the first thing that comes up for me because squirrels really do look at you. They really do stop and give you a look and then keep going on their merry way. And they're very integrated despite being in populated areas. You know what I mean? And oftentimes using the populated areas of people, little towns, cities, to as benefit. Something I would like to read far more about and to listen to experts and researchers more uh, on is, um, there's several parts of it. One is, as malign as TikTok is, and I have gotten rid of it, I love the animal videos on yeah, TikTok. And yeah. it's like the only thing I miss about it. And not just the cuteness of it, but the, which is its own reward, of course, the way that everyone having these very sophisticated cameras, everyone's a videographer, videographer. And, um, we are capturing so much animal life in situ, you know, right. in their environment. And so we know and can observe and derive so much more about what animals experience now. And I think that some of it is that because we didn't have that before, people's ideas of animals were exploitive or romantic, sentimental, utilitarian, but not for their own sakes. And now we're beginning to see that all animals are exquisitely intelligent mm -hmm. and in tune with their situations. Right. And that would be a focusing way, a gentlent way of saying it, right? All animals are exactly in their situations, just like we are. Right. And so, you know, we have all of this film. It's so interesting. And then another thing that's super interesting is like how attitudes towards animals are changing now that we can observe them more and more and more. Because we're relating to them a lot more and more and more. And we're developing a better understanding of what their own experience is. Right? And I think also a lot of that has to do with people understanding that verbal language is not the only kind of language. I think that's a big part of that. And watching how all of these animals communicate. So let's start there. Again, 
animals do communicate their experience mm -hmm. and animals are experiencing. When I was reading a process model, Jenlin's main work for three years with a group under Rob Parker's tutelage who edited it, um, he seemed to be of the opinion that focusing is a language and a visual is it it's a visual spatial imagination and it's a language imagination that we use language and the visual to do focusing and that animals without language can't do focusing yeah but how about felt sensing right and i seem to think I seem to remember him saying on a number of occasions that he thought and that Jenlin thought that felt sensing was because of the language and process aspect was particularly human. And I disagree. I sense that for animals, felt sensing is how they interact with their environments. Right, without placing. It's how they think without language. Right without attachments also. I think that's a part of it, that attachment. What do you mean? Like, you know, they're just going, they don't have, hmm, actually that's kind of hard to say. Yeah, I don't think I Yeah, you're that. right. Because dogs obviously have. Well, they don't have concepts. Concepts, yeah. But that's they can compare experiences. They have visual and mm -hmm. sensory memory. Mm -hmm. um, they have strong feelings about their experiences, obviously. Mm -hmm. They're motivated, they're emotional. Right. They don't just experience fear and pleasure, they have a very nuanced experience. Right. There is a felt sensing and there is a carrying forward, but there isn't focusing. They're not, oh, I'm me. What am I experiencing right now? Where do I feel this in my body? Oh, I feel it right here around my chest area. Hmm. It's rather like that same feeling when I saw the squirrel dart across the window and I wanted to lunge for it, but I couldn't. It's Dogs are not doing that. No. Because they don't have language. But dogs, animals might be doing something else, right? They might be doing something like, like in, you know, some animals, just like the people, are much more intelligent than others, right? There are very, very smart cows. And there are some dumb ones. Yeah. You know, some are exceptional in one way or another, and others are, like, really traumatized and really reduced. I want to go back to uh, that sense of, the animals felt sensing to get through like that's what they're doing kind of all the time it's like i think to draw comparison humans schedule based on concepts and animals schedule based on what their body and environment is doing yeah i think that's right animals don't abstract themselves from their environment no like, like we do and not like i need to be there at 1 p.m exactly yeah and by um saying that one cow is smarter than another cow, I mean that whatever cows do, mm -hmm. some of them do it better than others. Sure. Of course, I would guess. Like, when I used to fish and um, spend a lot of time on the Delaware up by Regalsville, and like now, you know, it'd be, you know, flooding, right? So a fish, say some of the bigger fish, like the bass, the muskies, um, carp, the hog, suckers, you know, all these big fish in the river, they sense that the water is changing in temperature, in current, in depth, right. in visibility, in sediment that's in the river. Like, they might not be saying, oh, there's more sediment in the river. It must be flooding upstream, and now it's coming this way. 
but they sense it. Yeah. And they hear it and feel it. And they have other senses that we don't know. Right? Yeah, right. That we can't, like, they have that whole lateral strip that hears yeah. right, along the sides of their bodies. Yeah. And I mean, that might make their experience entirely unrelatable to us, right. having something like that, right? But at some point, fish understand how to hold near in the holes in the bottoms, and so the flood kind of goes overhead. They don't get swept downstream. Or if they do, they learn how not to next time mm -hmm. if they survive. Mm -hmm. And that's a carrying forward and that felt sensing of the entire experience. And obviously there's comparisons going on. Mm -hmm. It's not using an abstract concept, but it's certainly a full sensory memory of the river's changing. And then that and kind of this. like, oh, this is what happened last time this changed, but without. Mm -hmm. And that's the learning. Carrying forward is a kind of learning, right? Mm -hmm. Can you think? Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I know we're being a little vague here, but we'll have to develop it further. But it, it's really worth thinking about when we feel a situation in our body, the whole situation, and we're kind of, hmm, what is that? Animals do that too, mm -hmm. in a very different way, because their senses are different. They're more immersed in their environments. They don't abstract themselves from the environments like we do. So what's that like? You know, next time you're hanging out with a squirrel. And it's looking right at me. Mm -hmm. You can ask that. Well, that is that from the Experience Studio at Counseling Confidence in Doylestown, PA. Thank you for joining us. Thank you, Abel. And thank you, Mike Whartonby, for producing this. Join us next week. And in the meantime, have fun. <laughs>